Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh my gosh. One day it'll be perfect. Well, we'll see. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let's like let's just pretend we're coming in again. Oh, okay. Okay. Hello. Hello. This is We, we like, like Stuff, and, and so, so should you. you. A place where we talk about stuff we like. And then you will too. And you, you don't like have, it as well. You don't have a choice in the matter. Yeah, you must like it. Otherwise you can't listen to our show. <laughs> I mean, we have pretty specific tastes, so if you liked everything we like, I'd be pretty impressed. Yeah. That being said, do you have a little like? I do. My little like of the day is um, the feeling when you solve a math problem and you get it correct. Mm. Um, especially one that you've been struggling with for a long time and you finally are like, wow, that's the solution. After all this time, I figured it out. It's such like a good feeling. No, I like it's so- ma- math is so specific in that regard, too, because like math can be so confusing and it, it's hard to conceptualize when you're just given numbers and just to be able to be like I did it yeah all, all these hours and that's why mm. um, another little like is the answers in the back of a textbook <laughs> it really consolidates <laughs> it really makes you feel good um, I guess when you know for 100% you're right instead of just making the same mistake constantly with yeah. different numbers <laughs> yeah. well you know what sometimes it's hard you don't know sometimes you think you're doing the right thing and you're like whoa and then sometimes the textbook is wrong so look at that yeah who knows that's something i don't like though so we won't talk about that (laughs) one uh you something i like are pizza pops Mm. pizza pockets or pizza pops or which the pockets are the round ones right no the pockets are the semi cube circles pizza pockets are the ones that we had at our house pillsbury yeah. It was very, yeah, Pizza Pockets are dope. Yeah. Yeah, p- Pizza Pops, get get out of here. You, yeah, Pizza Pops nothing. are the round ones, I think. I don't really know. Whatever. The, the, uh, the Pillsbury one, not the round ones. The, like, crescent shapes. Yeah, they're so good. And I had some this morning because I woke up in, like, a haze. I had a midterm, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then I had some Pizza Pops, and I was still confused, but I was fueled for the day. <laughs> Such good fuel. Yeah. We don't usually buy, like, pizza pockets and stuff. Or terrible, terrible food altogether. I mean, sometimes we do. It's like, it's fine every once in a while, but our problem is, is that, like, if we have it, we'll eat it, like, every day because it's there and it's really easy. So that's why we try not to buy it because we'll always take the easy way out, I feel like, as far as food goes. Yeah. Um, Because what's easier than eating quickly? Nothing. Because preparing food is one of the worst life struggles I've had to figure out. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And uh, especially if you want good food and you want, like, variety and flavor, mm, taking a long time. Yeah. But, yeah, Pizza Pockets, tasty treat. Very so what? Tasty treat. Well, who, 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 who? Okay, Mr. Owl, what do you have to say? <laughs> Is it you? Are you going first? <laughs> I, think it is. I think it is me. Okay. Um, okay. So my first big like that I think you should like 
Are, are we introducing it like that from now on? I think so. I don't want to, but you can. Okay. Well, you know what? I I'm not saying it now. No, you I, no. It's yours. You have to take it. You have to own it. <laughs> okay. Look, if I, if I can struggle with my improv for intros, yeah. Because I still have such a great time, and you can't say a big like yeah. that you should like. Then yeah. what's well, the world coming to? Yeah. Well, it's true. This is my big like that you should like. Okay. <laughs> so again, my two things have a theme. Once again, Ooh. I really like themes. That's another thing that I like. It's a little like. Let's just sneak it, that one it in It is there. a little like themes. Um, and so today's theme is games. Mm. Ooh. Are we talking of the video variety or of the tabletop? We're talking the video variety. Ooh. The first game that I have to share with you is probably probably my favorite game, mm. <clears throat> which is Horizon Zero Dawn. Ooh. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, if you've never heard of it, you should look it up. Um, it's literally one of the coolest gaming experiences I've ever had. Um, I really like RPGs, and I play a lot of them. Um and this one follows a really cool story where you get to embody Aloy, this um, female, um, I don't know, I guess like they're kind of Viking-esque. Yeah, like... Like nomadic civilization. Um, it's like if you fast... If you, it's like the the setting of Horizon Zero Dawn is high technology um, being reverted back back to kind of like caveman and 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 that kind of civilization yeah. yeah um so basically you have this kind of like um these almost like early civilizations of people and um and the way that they live and they dress and they eat is all like really um yeah like how you would imagine like vikings or early nomadic peoples eating and stuff um and living except for there's robotic dinosaurs, and you have to fight them. They're so cool. And you fight them using a spear and a bow and arrow. But the really cool thing is that your bow, um, your arrows, you can have, like, you can get, like, a bunch of different bows, but then you can also get really cool arrows, which all do different things. So you can have, like, fire damage, ice damage, um, shock arrows. You can have arrows that, like, explode and put get, like, bits and pieces off of the um, dinosaurs to reveal, like, weak spots. There's, like, a lot of strategy um, with the game, but, like, the thing that I love about it is that everyone can play it so differently. Um, there's a lot of yeah. ways that you can, like, use strategy. You can be stealthy. You could go, like, full force Just ahead. Just guns blazing. It's um, very difficult. Yeah, but the other thing is is that, like, for people who don't normally play like a lot of rpgs it's like super easy to get into because like the skill tree is not like overly complicated um there's a lot of really great skills that you can get but you can really tailor it to your um skills and the other thing i love about it is that by the end of the game you can get every single skill yeah but you cannot say that about a lot of games um so you don't have to be super choosy because you know that you can get the skills eventually however some skills are better early game than later Mm -hmm. um so you have to kind of wager it that way but essentially you're this girl aloy and you've been outcasted um from birth um because as you find out you were born of this of this machine that's in the mountain um and over time you uh 
learn more about it and basically you're traveling around and defeating robot monsters and um, learning more about your past and as Brendan said it's kind of like imagine fast forwarding our world like a hundred years where we have like all this really great technology but then everyone dies yeah and like it, it's it's like waking it's like having humanity wake up to a world where all this technology exists but we didn't create it yeah so we don't we just have to learn to like kind of live with it yeah so anyway i guess that's kind of yeah a lot saying a lot but uh it's it's really it's really cool there's all of these like um really cool mechanics about it like um on your spear you <clears throat> one of the things that's happening in the world is that these people have learned to live aside these like dinosaur um robots and so they've um just learned how to live with them how to hunt them how to take their parts and use and harvest their parts to make like other weapons and make armor and make all this stuff so it's kind of like they um, hunt these machines um but essentially what's happening is some of the machines are becoming corrupted and so that's really where you come in as Aloy and you have to sort of figure out what's happening with this corruption um but a really cool mechanic is that you can take um, that corruption and use it yourself it's not the evil corruption but you can corrupt machines to be on your side and then they'll fight each other for you you can ride like there's like horse Esk robots or, or like deers and stuff like um, that so yeah you can just like corrupt them so that they're on your side and then they can like um, fight for you which is really cool um and yeah even 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 the terminology the fact that it's just corrupting it's it, it like the the way they understand the world and once you figure out that once you figure out like major plot points um corrupting is literally just like you're just hacking them you're just yeah you're, yeah you're, essentially you're just reprogramming the machine to follow you instead of being like aggressive or violent yeah and that's like that's a huge part of the world building too how like these civilizations kind of like interpret this highly technical world and call it um, different things like a lot of technology came from the mountain so they called their mountain the one tribe calls the mountain like the mother right yeah yeah so they're really they're like a matriarchy and all of their leaders are women and they all praise this mother mountain and the fact that Aloy doesn't have a human mother but was born from this machine makes her an outcast because they revere mothers there yeah so you find that out and really early on in the game you kind of have to go to this proving and prove yourself um, as um, a member of the of the group and uh yeah it's it's a very very cool game um and like there's all different types of dinosaurs and like they they're they introduce more and more as the game goes on um there's like full-on t-rex ones which are horrifying but really cool they're really big (laughs) but again there's like so many strategies you can use to go about it and like a lot of um rpg games there's like a lot of world building that happens this game is like fairly linear um there is like one main path to go and you can kind of do things in whatever order you want um but the um cool thing about it too is that like if you do the side quests as well you can get allies for the end of the game so a little little tip is that um at the end of the game for the final battle if you do like a bunch of the side missions you can get like extra people to help you out in the final fight um another cool thing is that like there's all these um 
pieces of text and like logs and stuff you can find which build more things about the world and about like people who used to live there and I really like that about games too like completely optional lore about the world but um adds a really cool um dynamic to it and adds like a lot of really great depth um and so for example you can find yeah like logs or text that like build stories or like talk about certain people's experiences and then you can also find like artifacts and they'll be like a watch or a keychain and it's like yeah. ancient artifact because no one uses these things they don't know what they're for or like the fact that there's like a mug that has a company logo and it's like what does this logo mean who yeah who made this and like the fact that you're finding different mugs it's like what is yeah. it, what's happening yeah but then they also live in this world with this these gigantic robot machines and it's like yeah that's normal it's like it's, it's just like a really cool exploration Contrast. game and the story is really incredible the way it unfolds um Aloy is an incredible hero and being her it feels so amazing because she's so sassy she's so sassy she does not take anything from anyone she knows she's the best and she just does it yeah it's 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 so good to to have someone be like, "Oh, this outsider. What are you? How are you? You can't even do anything." And then she she literally destroys everybody on merit. And then they're like, "She's cheating. She's she's yeah. not allowed to be here." Ugh. Yeah, yeah. She just like keeps outdoing herself all the time and literally saves the world. So you know, it's it's just a really really cool game. Um, when I first played it, I was blown away by it. So. I really recommend it. That's Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, it's really fun. It's, it's really, really good, good game. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, also, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it, too, was that um, on the weekend we had a Halloween party. Oh and one of our friends dressed up as Aloy, and it was an incredible costume. I yeah. can't... Like, the detail on it was amazing. And, man, she just pulled out all the stops, and she looked exactly like Aloy, and it was incredible. Yeah. It, it was just good because like she had she had her she had Aloy's spear every once in a while she would like turn to someone and be like an artifact for you and then just give somebody a watch but then she would quickly take it back because we're we're yeah we live in a society yeah but uh, it was just good it, it was very well executed and um we always have a costume contest and it was the first her first time at our party and so she, she blew everyone yeah, she out crushed of the water. it but she was also like took it so seriously and then felt like she was extremely overdressed which she was not no everyone loved it yeah if anybody was at our party and knows about our party or can go tell evelyn she, she was she's cool it's not it's legal it's on the airways what yeah yeah what? it's law yeah it's e law evelyn you're cool and your party was your costume was good yeah it was. It was very good. The best. One of the best costumes I've ever Voted seen. Voted the best by a jury of peers at this party. Yeah. Yeah. She dethroned me. Mm. I won best costume last year. That's neither here nor there. Would you like to tell us about <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn? Go play it. Yeah. It's sweet. It's rad. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh sure uh let's continue my first thing is bicycling huh. and it i i fully understand why this is like a weird thing um i've never seen you ride a bike i know ever so growing growing up i didn't have a, like a lot of um 
I, it was a weird thing. If I was walking anywhere, my mom was just always very protective of me. So if I was walking anywhere, it was like the boundary of where I could go was so small. Um, but if I had a bike, the time it took me to get places was a lot faster. So all things considering, I could just essentially like, like lie to my mom and just be like, oh, I'm not going very far. When I'm telling your mom to listen. No, no. But like She's that... going to find out your secrets. <laughs> but that, that would essentially be it. It felt, it felt like, it felt like a, a, well, it was a good way to cheat. I would go on my bike and I would be gone for like, for like only half an hour, kind of like the same or like an hour. But I would go like across town. We used to live in Mississauga and I would go, me and my brother and some friends would like go, I guess, to like the closest importance, which if you walked there, it would probably take you like half an hour, but we'd get there in like five minutes. It was such a like a key to, to going places. And then being younger, we would like find like dirt hills and just try to be cool. And we didn't get hurt, luckily. Yeah. But we would just like just just do crazy random things with our bikes, and then that scares me. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah, I wish I could do that. <laughs> I'm just terrified of falling off a bike. I, I fall off a bike just riding it right. <laughs> if you hit me with a patch of gravel, I'm down. Oh, I do have some funny bike stories. Um, but yeah, and then when we moved to Whitby, I didn't. I still had like a weird sense of boundary that I had to maintain. Uh, but having that bike, I can go, like, I just went on bike rides all the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, that was, like, other than video games, my bike was, like, my only other kind of big expense. If ever anything happened to my bike, I would go get it fixed or I would get a new one. I always had to have a bike. Yeah. And then moving to Peterborough. And then you had a car. Yeah, and then as soon as I got a car, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> biking. I could get, it takes me five minutes to bike there. It'll take me less than 30 seconds. Except laws. Yeah. Traffic laws. Anyways. So, yeah, no. Sir, uh, this is a 40 zone. <laughs> I need to get there. I need to prove myself. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, no. I love biking. And it was, it was so, it's so cathartic to just, like, it, it's kind of like the same kind of principles as, as going for a run or just simply going for a walk. I would go bike riding with no purpose. And then sometimes I was, end up, I would, like, if I was in Whitby, I would end up at the Whitby Beach. And I'd be like, now what? And then I'd go to the Oshawa beach, and I'd be like, "It's gonna take me an hour to get home." And then I too it bad would. Pokemon Go wasn't a thing then. Well, well, you just bike everywhere. I didn't need Pokemon Go, or that is like a thing that people say about Pokemon Go that it forces people to go outside. But I didn't need it. Well, I just went out because I had no capabilities to find my friends um, because they were generally busy or were doing things that if I told my mom actually what they were doing, they she would say no. So I just didn't do a lot of cool I'm things. Your mom. <laughs> What? Did I listen to her? Yeah, I'm reporting you. <laughs> you said you lied to her live on air. Shut up. So, I looked up some weird facts. Well, not weird facts, but I looked up some interesting facts about bikes. Um, it's very funny. Just About bikes? Well, like, I think it's one of the most hilarious things. Um, so, apparently, like, the, the there's unverified reports of, like, the first bicycle-type vehicle close to, like, the 1500s. Mm-hmm. Um, where, like, a pupil of Leonardo da Vinci had, like, described to someone. His name was Gian uh, Giacomo Caprati, which I'm 
I'm absolutely certain I pronounced that correct incorrectly. Um, yeah, I was like, "Wow, you're so certain you pronounced that correctly." <laughs> um, but it didn't sound very certain. <laughs> but yeah, like apparently, forty percent <laughs> certainty. Um, he was, uh, he described like a device that, um, and like apparently there's there's like a sketch that exists and whatnot, and no one can verify it, and and even in like the the late 1700s, somebody else um, was trying to like put in their two cents of like, oh, this, this is, this is true. And be, without verification, it's like, well, let's just skip to the 1800s. That's, <laughs> that's where all the, that's where all the juice is. So and then you had like, what are those bikes called with the big wheel? Penny so uh, there's actually something before that. Huh? And that's the funniest part. So yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Well, don't, don't jump too ahead. Sorry, so there's sorry, a, sorry. there's a bike, the, it's going to sound ridiculous, but the best way to describe the way this bike looks is that if you took the stock of a rifle yep. um, and attached two wheels to the bottom of it okay. and like an anchor-like handlebar where like the bottom of the anchor is actually what you're holding on to, that's what this bike looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm that me describing that and then showing Melissa the picture, it's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. It is wild. And the best part is that <laughs> pe- people would drive this bike um, by walking. You would you would basically like sit on it. Is it like a and... scooter? Oh, ew! Yeah. <laughs> what so the frick? you you would sit on this bike, and your it would be low enough that your legs would touch the ground, and you would like wo- like run. But because yeah. there's wheels, it would be just easier. Um, and so you would, like, run, glide, yeah. and then not but have then, to... then, like, get chafing. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it, I'm sure it was awful. There, um, Like, the wheels were made out of solid rubber, which is just not good for any... Ooh, and, that was... Ooh. And the uh, stock is made out of just pure, thick wood. Yeah, yeah. It was heavy. It was awful. Um, I feel like that isn't convenient, unless you're going downhill. Exactly. Like, that's just, like, pushing extra weight. So the first, uh, like, verifiable claim for, uh, like, a a bicycle um, belongs to a German named uh, Baron Karl von Dreis, um, a civil servant to Grand Duke of Baden or Baden. Uh, It's B-A-D-E-N in Germany. Um, Yeah, Baden. It was the first he they they patented uh, Karl von Dreis uh, patented this design in 1880 and was the first commercially used and successful. It was successful, uh, two wheeled, debatable, st- <laughs> steerable, human propelled machine. It was called a velocipede. How dare they give such a cool name to something so stupid looking? Hey, you know what? <laughs> A velocipede is like, you know, it's like a it, it only sounds velocity cool. mixed with a centipede. It's yeah. like, what happens if you give a centipede some wheels, you know? And that's what Go. that bike is. <laughs> that's a centipede with wheels. It like goes a bit faster, but is it worth it? <laughs> well, if it makes you feel better, it was nicknamed the hobby horse or the dandy horse. Oh. Which I don't know if it makes me feel better because if I if someone told me, hey, I'm coming over, I just got to grab my dandy horse, I'd be like, I'm really excited. And then they would show up in this and I'd be like, get, get, get go home, get out of here. Um, that's interesting that they called it a hobby horse also because like yeah. that's what you call like. Isn't that like a children's? Yeah, when they have like the horse that's like, like a brune, oh, like a oh, broomstick that, that has like a horse head. 
cool. And you like ride around on it. Um, so yeah, throughout the throughout the like, not the ages, throughout like the next century, just more designs were kind of made. Um, people started using metal instead of wood to lighten the frame. Um, the wheels were given like better spokes and everything like that. Um, and then they they. So th- then they started adding like pedals, and they added pedals to the front wheels. Um, and while it was accepted, um, they kind of had this problem where they couldn't really figure out what the best design was. Like literally glossing over that you might have to drive a bicycle off of the merit of your own balance. Like people were like, "No, that's stupid. What if I fall? That this is silly." So they made well. Brennan, if you consider the clothes people wore back then? Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, that's a part of it. Okay. Well, it was mostly for women because once, once, the, but I'll get to that anyways. Yeah, there's no pants for you. <laughs> so. so between like the 1820s and the 1850s, they, they started to make like three and four wheeled bicycles. Now, when I say a four wheeled bicycle, I promise you, again, it is not what you're thinking. Picture a wheelchair. Um... And then add one wheel in front of you and one wheel behind you. <laughs> it's a giant wheelchair with one wheel in front, one wheel behind. The wheel in front and the wheel behind, probably as big as your shin. The it's wheels beside you, the wheels beside you, as big as your, like, as tall as your belly button. It's like, it's like an inverse um, <laughs> training wheels. Yeah. <laughs> They go on the front and the back instead of the sides. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they did this four-wheel monstrosity, and then they did, like, the classical kind of, like, tricycle device, uh, but they still had pedals in the front wheel. And everyone was like, yeah, this is really tough to kind of pedal with this front wheel and also steer with mm. the front wheel. But And those gigantic big wheels on the sides. Oh, like, yeah, like, who knows? So they were, they were just like, well, I guess this is it. Um, and then, is it Kirkpatrick? No, there's a, there's a lot of different um, there's a lot of different uh, like iterations as well. There's they go through different uh, upgrades, I should say. Um, it takes them. Let me jump ahead. Um, oh, in the 1870s, you get the high wheel bicycle, that classic like the penny farthing. Yeah, the penny that that classic. Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, it is. A penny farthing or ordinary bicycle. Yeah. Um, I love those bicycles. There's something so like <laughs> miss like um what's the word? Wondrous, like yeah, it's magical, like, like whim- you see that, whimsical. Yes, that's the perfect it's, world. It just word. It just like seems like something that belongs in like a fairy tale. <laughs> but then it's like people drove those. Yeah. And, it, and it, it's just like so ridiculous. It's like just got this one gigantic wheel. It's like how is that and then for for women with like their very large dresses and stuff, they would there would be like almost like larger harnesses to kind of support the dress, so it would go over the bike without touching the wheels and stuff. It was a monstrosity. Um, and then near the eighteen eighties and eighteen nineties, I believe uh, I can't remember what the company was. I think it was um, they basically designed the the safety bicycle. Um, which is your more classical, the the pedals near the middle of the bike and a chain attached to the back wheel to, mm. to kind of drive mm-hmm. that propulsion. Um, and then from there, it kind of just kicks off. You, once you hit um, like the beginning of the 20th century, um, you get the pneumatic tire, you get... You get um, uh, and things like that. Um, 
funny enough, they they called the the safety bicycles bone shakers because they were still so solid. Uh-huh. It was what was it? It was described as I, I can't find it. Yeah, there's no want... like suspension on these. Bikes, no, it so was you're... just awful. And then yeah, you so get you feel every crack in the road. You get the roadster, which has again they they start adding that metal frame to help with ladies. The roadster. Um, in in America, it's it's just like me. As soon as cars came about. Uh, like in the early 1900s, people were like, bikes are for kids. What idiots. Uh, and all in Europe, it, it was like, no, this is still good. We still race with them. We still, like, they're still form. And that's kind of like where that societal divide happened as well. Mm-hmm. A lot um, of people still ride bikes. But oh, yeah. I, I well, do the, see what you there mean. was a definite, definite dip in North America versus in Europe. Yeah. Um, it's also because all of our cities are built horribly. Oh, yeah. Well, for sure. Yeah, in, in Europe, it's built more for pedestrians versus cars, and we took the opposite way. Um, bikes were used in the war and stuff like that, and then there's um, a company in China called the Flying Pigeon that um, they started making their own bikes, and then and then it just kind of gets up to today. It was just, it really, it was the early bicycles that were buck wild, because once you get into modern bikes, it's like, well, they kind of all have to share the same kind of format. Yeah. Um, and then to touch on it, there's those lying down bikes. <clears throat> Um, which were they? they I, I see them today, and we saw them last week. I think the one man was riding it, and we were oh, both yeah. terrified. Um, Confused more so. It was just a, it's a different form of riding. There's also sitting bikes. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, you're I, like lying down on these bikes. No, but there's ones that you sit like low to the ground, almost like a go kart. Oh yeah. But yeah, no. My my thing is my thing is cycling. I think everyone learning learning how to ride a bike is is like a skill that it's not. You never forget. it's not necessary but i think it's i think it's very worthwhile it is very cathartic to go that fast but be in control learning to ride with no hands you feel like a god it's so cool i never did that honestly i um yeah i don't know i really like riding a bike but uh i'm just scared of falling like like (laughs) very scared and then that makes me fall more Ah, uh, because you get on shake, you get shaky. And I'm bad with the brakes, so mm. like, yeah. Sometimes I break, and then like I've fallen, flipped over. I've skidded in you gravel. Never, you never use the front brakes, Melissa. Brennan, I never remember which one is which. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, uh, to be fair though, I used when I was a kid, I used to jump off the. I we used to swing and then jump mm-hmm. off at the highest point because it was fun. Oh yeah. And one time I just didn't. I didn't get off the swing properly in midair, mm-hmm. and I dove face forward and I got a mouthful of sand I didn't I wasn't like hurt or anything yeah. but after that I couldn't jump off a swing for like three years yeah so like well, I feel it's it scary it's scary um yeah so my next thing again on the theme of games also thank you for sharing your thing about bikes yes I didn't you. know you're so passionate about bikes. I am and I'm very upset but, um, that we're very busy and we yeah. have that one bike and we haven't used it yet. We've had it for like a year really sitting on the balcony. We need to uh, fix it up because yeah. I would love to ride it sometime. Um, but yeah, my next thing on the theme of games is the game The Sims 2. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Why the second one? I thought you... I honestly thought you... Of all the Sims games, I thought you would have chosen the third. No. The second game is the perfect game. Really? Yeah. Do tell. It's the best one. So I started my um, adventure into Sims in Sims 1. Um, <laughs> and what a wild time Sims 1 is. It's um, It's literally like... It's still fun, but it's like everything that happens in it is so... like 
pixely and small because there's not like enough. <laughs> it's not. Let me see if I can find a picture of it. It's like wild. And um, yeah, I don't think I've ever played any of the sim. Well, I've only played three and four. Well, I've seen three. Yeah, it's like between The Sims 1 and Sims 2 is like a very big difference. Um, anyway, I got like the entire, like I got into it kind of late, like the first game. And so I got like the entire collected version of it um, for like pretty cheap, yeah. like The Sims 1. And then eventually The Sims 2 came out and um, so I decided to start collecting that. And I had like the original game and then I had like every expansion, which makes it a lot more fun. Oh, for sure. Get, like, That's how they the, get you, though. Yeah, all the new hairstyles. I had pets. <laughs> I had university. Um, so you get, like, a new young adult age. You could have dogs and cats and all that jazz. Um, but Sims 2 just had a lot of really great things about it that I really liked. A, I really liked the um, families that the game came with. <laughs> like, it was a wild, like, whole story that had so much history because all of these families, they have, like, relationships with all the other, like, all the other stock characters that come, and you can play as those families and then decide their fate. And I remember one time I was playing this, like, one family, I think it, I forget what their family name is, but, like, I know one of the people is named Mortimer. They're, like, this, <laughs> they live in this, like, gothic house. Um, and, uh, Anyway, I'm pretty sure, yeah, their last name is Goth. Um, Incredible. And they have, like, this Romeo and Juliet story going on where, like, one of their daughters is, like, in love with this boy in the village and, like, they don't like him. <laughs> in the him. village? Well, like, there's three different towns you can go to. And, oh, like, okay. So, like, one's, like, deserty, and one's, uh, like, a meadow. And... Well, when you said village, I was just like, are they in the 1800s? Well, no, it's a city, but anyway. Just checking, just so checking. So I finally got these two, like... Also, like, some of these details, I haven't played Sims 2 in a long time, so I'm like, I think I'm remembering it correctly as far as, like, the I know there's a Romeo, Romeo and Juliet story in that family, but I forget, like, if it's the daughter or the son or whatever. Yeah. But basically, I finally got these two together, and they were, like, happy. And then um, the Sims 2 um, being what it was, um, essentially, I, uh, um, before I found mods... The Sims was very hard. Um, so there's this one instance where the the guy, he um, was very hungry and very tired at the same time. And I tried to put him to sleep. And every time he would go to bed, he would wake up because he was hungry. And I had tried to make uh, him food and he fell asleep in his what food. What nonsense. How do you get trapped in a loop like this? And so he died. <laughs> oh, what? And the Grim Reaper comes and the woman challenge the group you can challenge the grim reaper to a fiddle contest what and if you win you get to keep the guy and she won somehow <laughs> and anyway and then i was I like wow real lore yeah the game is wild you can do so many things in it anyway so then from that point on i started using mods and like cheats because it made the game a lot easier um max motive for one just puts all of their stat bars to 100 percent, so Oof. you can just fast forward and have them just read all of these different books and stuff to increase their skills and they get promotions at work and stuff. <laughs> and uh, you just keep doing that. And there's like mother load, $50,000 and you ah, just get money. Yes. The classic. So um, 
Like, you would think that would make the game, like, less fun because it's less challenging, but really, that's the only way to unlock all the capabilities. Playing Sims with none of that, very it's challenging. Like, it's like, what's the point? I can't even... Yeah. Bi- if, if this is a simulation, I can't build the house I want because I need to work for it, and yeah. it's taking too long, and then they die. Yeah. They die because they go hungry in their sleep, and then they can't make food because they fall asleep. Yeah. You have then- to spend so much time doing that that you can't really build the relationships with people either. Um, and... Um, yeah, so other things about Sims 2 um, that I really liked um, was in the desert place, if you, like, stargaze a lot, you get abducted by aliens, and then <laughs> there's, like, a chance that your person comes back impregnated by an alien, Why? and then you have Why? an alien baby. No, but Brennan, then you have an alien character that literally is green and looks like a classic alien. Like, it looks exactly like an alien. <laughs> Let me show you a picture. Um, so then you have these, like, um, people, um in your sims game that are aliens now and that's really fun but yeah they look like they look like this kind of thing why because it's fun and so then like (laughs) yeah some people would come back and then you'd have like an alien baby (laughs) and uh looks so weird yeah and then the baby grows up normal, and it's just a part of your family. Because, and then you can keep getting abducted if you want. Another thing... What happens when that alien has babies, though? Like, they're, they look like a mixture of the Like it's person. less alien. So you can, you can breed the alien out. <laughs> like, kind of. I don't know. It's, it's a mixed bag. Sometimes you get some pretty scary kids. Ugh. Yeah. Um, but the other really cool thing is that, like, there is a seasons package where, like, you got... Like, it, the weather changed... Um, and you could have like plant sims if like they got really into gardening, they could turn into a plant person and then you could just generate plant babies like, like a woman just like, or a man, whoever it is. That's what a plant sim looks like. Oh, they don't look bad. No, they look exactly like your person except for you. They're um, wearing a suit of leaves. Yeah. And then you get to like, um, Yeah. Yeah, so when it plant sims are created by the overuse of pesticides on crops or fruit, and you just become that. What? Um, yeah, and the, then you, the logic isn't sound, but I like what I'm hearing. Yeah, and then you just have plant babies. Literally, Brendan, there was like all these things in Sims Two that I didn't even know about, and then I started finding out about it like later after the on. Fact? Yeah, Sims Three is also fun, but I found that. Um, I just never had as many like expansions and stuff for it, uh, and like there's all these things where. Well, like, sorry, were there not? They didn't release the same amount. No, of they did. I just, I just didn't buy them because The Sims Two. I just started playing it from when I was young and played oh, it so for a long time. So you constantly um, added to it. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I feel like getting all of the expansions at once legitimately is just like that's it's, a lot of money. But it's buying really it hard. over the years. Um, yeah, because Sims Three came out in like 2009. Um, I remember when that came out and like a lot of my friends were really into it and I just never, I never wanted to spend the money on it. Yeah. Well, because like, it's still fun because, um, the difference is, is that you get like a top down view of like the whole city. Uh, So whereas like in the Sims two, you just see your house and then you have to like travel places. Mm -hmm. But honestly, it was so much less glitchy that way. Because sometimes it was super slow because I had to load uh, all these characters. Um, but yeah, 
And then, like, the other fun things about The Sims is that, like, when you get high enough in, like, a job, you just, like, sometimes you get picked up in a helicopter, depending on what your job is. <laughs> Brennan. It's... What? what? Yeah. Are you the... Pro- well, I th- is it one of the jobs of president? You yeah. Can- yeah, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, you just, like, can do all of these, like, great things. Like, I had this one family that I played, like, through so many generations. Because, like, you just cap kids. Yeah. And you, like, move the kids out. And they do stuff. And it's, like, yeah. And then they have all these, like, connections to other people in the town. And, yeah. You should, you should, you should try... You should, you should go back to Sims. Yeah. And then you should make generations of people to the extent where the whole town is one family. Uh, just yeah. take over. Yeah, I mean, I could do that. But then also, um, I don't know. I only have Shrek. I almost said Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was going to say, I only have Sims 4. And like the last time I played, I made human Shrek and actual Shrek. And I put them in a house together. And I was like, what's going to happen? Nothing really happened. I got bored really quickly because I don't care about this. But the human Shrek did look very much like human Shrek. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yeah, it was a good. It was a yeah. good sim simulation. Um, How dare you? Anyway, The Sims is just like I wish I could go back and play Sims Two again because I had so much fun with that game. Mm. There were just like so many things about it that were so good and having all the extra content and the fun things to explore. And I always was finding out new things about it that I didn't know you could do um and there's so many like different conditions and stuff that people can go through in that game and anyway it's very it's very cool no that's good i like it a lot yeah and you can even have like twins and Mm. the world's your oyster yeah babies only take three days to be born how long does it take for a baby to become an adult or like Like, a functional because they're only like a baby baby for like I think three days or something, uh, and then they become a toddler. And then in that toddler time, you have to teach them. You have to like potty train them. You have to teach them to read and teach them to talk. What if you don't? Then it's harder. They don't have as many skills when they grow up into oh, okay. a child. You can't also like... like the whole not like if you don't teach them to like go to the washroom, then that causes problems. You need to teach them the necessary. No, no, no. I'm not advocating for like having a child abuse simulator. I just, yeah. I'm curious. I want to yeah. know what happened. What like, well, if if it's they'll allow good. it. It's not good. That's... Also, your if you like don't do stuff, your children can get taken away. Oh, okay. At yeah. least, yeah, they it's will punish like, you. They're very good. Not like you can just like neglect them. They, the game does not let you neglect children. Very good. Yeah. Just yeah you can also out. adopt them. You can oh. also adopt children and adopt pets too, and they already have names, and it's fun. You can also go on blind dates too, call the matchmaker up. Ooh, it's very fun. Anyway, I've rambled on enough, but uh, you've rambled on a perfect amount. Oh, thank you. Yeah. The Sims too, a fun time for all, the whole family. Tell me your Sims stories. Unless you're telling me a story about how you took the ladder out of the pool, because that ain't cool, and that's old, so. Yeah. 
Do something new. Yeah. Build a house like with no exits. Do something <laughs> original. Or, Build a maze where they have to run the entire day just to get to the car to get to work, and by the time they get to the car, they the work's over, so they have to run all the way back, and then they get tired uh, and they have to like fall asleep three times in between. I don't like that. Yeah, one. it's I saw a whole post of like all the terrible things people would do. <laughs> that that was probably yeah. one of the most well, like mundane. One of the like extreme cheats you could get. There was just like all these ways that you could like do wild things to people like, you could like <laughs> s- put a swarm of bugs on them and like, you could just do all of this like ridiculous things um yeah anyway that was like the extreme cheat though that like broke your computer if you, ah, it just good. like broke the game and yeah you used it too much <sighs> so fun cool uh well thank you um would you like to hear my second thing of course <laughs> There was no way for me to determine what that answer was going to be. <laughs> I, that's the way I wanted it. <laughs> um, so my second thing is houseplants. That's your thing? That's my thing. No. it A specific type of houseplant can be your thing. And you can talk about that you when it is your turn. You don't even have a houseplant. I know. It's another again. It's an. It's, it's just like cycling. Yeah. If you're gonna take this away from me, I'm not gonna take it away. I'm glad that you like it. Yeah. And you should get more plants. I know, but then like we're running out of room, and you already have like yeah. ten. You can put one in the hanging pot. Yeah. Just needs to be a less sun one, like the one that doesn't need a lot of sun. We we'll can put a bunch out. of hanging ones. Ooh. Actually, well, not in our apartment, but, anyways, yeah. No, having having house plants, I think, are just so nice. I, again. Before we moved in together, I had, um, what was it? An orchid. No, what was it? It's one of those, I think it's a lily. It was one of those... Um, Calla lily? I thought you had orchids. I, it might have been. It, it's the one with like the white dome and like the, the pollen stem part. I'm, I'm in biology. Calla-lily. I don't know why I don't know these words. It's a um, lily. Yeah. Yeah, it was one of those. Um, it was literally, I watched Hot Fuzz. And in Hot Fuzz, there's a point where he becomes um, the main character, uh, uh, not Nick Frost, Simon Pegg's character. He's like this hard cop and he becomes, he goes to like a small town because he's just, he's literally too good. Um, And he has a hard time making friends, but the one guy he wants to make friends with, he wants to give him like a a houseplant. And it was like very, it was very sweet in the movie. But then like for that, when I saw it, I was like, that's something so simple that I can have. So I literally got a lily because of that. Because that's what he gives him. Um, that's nice. Yeah, and then I had the I had that plant for like four years, and it stopped giving flowers after a while because I probably I probably needed to just repot it more. Mm-hmm. But it grew like it was such a large plant. It 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 didn't want to flower because like I I was a teenager and the this plant was probably like. Man, I know there's no other plants here. I don't need to make flowers. Mm-hmm. This is okay. But I would constantly have to trim it, trim its leaves because it would just grow and grow and grow. So it definitely had a good time. Um, but yeah, it was always just nice. My mom always had plants growing up too. There was a certain <coughs> point where she kind of stopped and that was her own decision. But like we always almost had plants growing up. It's and a lot then, of work to keep them. It is. And that's kind of like half of the part too. Like she, she did stop because she did, she mostly had gardens outside and her rose bushes, but mm-hmm. having them inside too, that was like double the work. Um, but yeah, I was looking up stuff about houseplants in particular and most of the things, um, 
I wouldn't say generic, but um, you could find like lots of lists. So I, I found a list. Um, actually, I, I haven't, I haven't like settled on like a proper list because every list it's it's very like clickbaity. It's like oh five reasons why you should have house plants, and it's all one of those. And I, I want to see the WikiHow page. The wi- what? Oh. <laughs> how to keep a house plant. Uh, well, one of the major things uh, like almost every list talks about is that they help purify the air. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like a very common thing. Um, <coughs> but um, one a of, nice thing. No, it is. Um, one of my favorite parts about it is that like instead of just being like, oh, studies show this, um, one of the lists I found actually pointed me to the study and I was like, okay, good. I want to know exactly what happened. NASA. NASA straight up, um, um, they they have like a whole segment called NASA Spinoff where they they kind of provide outlets for technology to be tried and tested at home and stuff. Not at home, well, on Earth. Um, and what was it? In... I think it was in the 19... In the early 90s. Um... There was a study led by B.C. Wolverton, which, first off, that's the best name I've ever heard so far. And that's probably not true, but Wolverton is very good. It's very weird. Um, he, <laughs> well, a lot, of, a lot of experiments that NASA does on Earth is generally used to help us kind of transplant these technologies to space so we we know what we're doing but it's also good for our own our own health and 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 and, um technologies on here so they were kind of looking at the benefits of having plants Mm -hmm. um because it's more obvious that plants most plants do produce oxygen so they're a a good source of creating oxygen um but they're also a a wicked source of of taking like toxins out of the air um and it it's it it's hold on there was it's probably why our plants keep dying (laughs) no it's too toxic no toxic air so that's a joke (laughs) (laughs) um so wolverton screened a dozen common house plants from the gerbera daisy to the bamboo palm and tested their ability to remove a variety of household toxins like formaldehyde from a sealed chamber the goal was to find out which plants did the best job for different pollutants um but perhaps the most important finding was um one that surprised uh, the researchers which is how and what part of the plant was doing the filtering the roots were actually doing most of the filtering Mm. which is like even to me is like what's going on that makes sense does it yeah. Why? I, I want to know how you are thinking about this, and yeah, then I will read what they found out. I don't know. It just, like, seems like if, like, the chemicals and stuff got into, like, the soil. How are the chemicals the... getting in the soil if they're in the air? I feel like they mingle. I don't know. There's oxygen and stuff in soil. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm not I'm not shooting you down. I, I want to know how your brain is thinking about this, because yeah. it's always... Roots seem filtery to me. <laughs> They're like, they've got so many spingly bits, and I feel like they're the ones that take the nutrients out of the soil. Are you, are you saying, like, the, 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 the roots are, like, combing whatever air is passing through them? I don't know. That's okay. I'm not here to make you feel bad. Oh. I just, I'm, I'm, it's always, <laughs> I think it's always so fascinating, that, like, when people have, 
um, like the way people think about things. And I just, I just wanted to know. I wasn't yeah. here to do that to make you feel bad. Um, as part of the experiment, the researchers removed all the leaves of specific plants and learned that the air purifying effect was only a tiny, like a fraction less than it was before. Um, so they use these results to create a um, design for potted plants and whatnot. Uh, uh, like a, a specific type of potted plant that will kind of maximize the air filtration. Uh-huh. Uh, da, 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 da. Here, hopefully this is enough. Um, plant roots and their associated microorganisms. Um, ooh. Oh my god. Um, so... You, you actually you are mostly right oh. which is very good I see I wouldn't have thought of that either and I, I didn't get there properly okay. no put it down Brennan, I deserve this okay I deserve it because I was right that's enough <laughs> so the design incorporated uh, incorporates um, essentially a fan um that uh, allows, like, it's to draw more air into the soil um, where the carbon and the roots uh, could do their filtering. Smoke, organic chemicals, pathogenic organisms, if present, and possibly radon, of, oh god, of all things, <laughs> um, are absorbed by the carbon filter, um, which is like the roots, yeah. yeah. I, 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 honest to God, I did not expect that. I was expecting most things to have to be processed through the leaves and then get sunk into the roots. Mm. Um, plant roots and their associated microorganisms then destroy the pathogenic viruses, bacteria, and organic chemicals, eventually converting all of these air pollutants into new plant material, which is buck wild to me. Yeah. Like, it, I know cool. it's the same thing as just, like, eating and just, like, replacing your own cells, but, like... Okay. Just to think it mechanically, it's just like, just a ma- uh, it's just a plant just crushing things and being like, yeah, I need this. Mm-hmm. You, this is bothering you? Good. It's not not anymore. <laughs> Give it to me. Yeah. And it's just so cool. So there, is oh. there, um, like, did they rate the plants? Which ones did the best job? Um, let's see. So they're talking more about the, like, so this, when you go to the actual, like, NASA website where they talk about their experiment, they talk more about the, the pot itself right. to kind of, like, that's, that was their big breakthrough. Right. So you need, like, a pot that has holes in it? Well, yes and no. Like, it's a pot that um, allows better air. Like, um, right. what is that word? Fil- not filtration. Flow? Yeah, airflow. Thank you. A pot that allows better airflow is just better for plants to do their job in, in filtering the air mm-hmm. um, and then the pot that they show is kind of elevated and it, it has a fan underneath that draws the air in and it ha- yeah it has holes kind of all over the place yeah to allow this to happen and but it's also enclosed it seems very um complicated yeah like a person just having a house plant wouldn't be able to oh for it. sure no but like i guess uh, in space it's yeah different and and well yeah when when you need when you when your life is dependent on like a specific amount of, of um, like chemicals and stuff like that. Well, oxygen and, and like pollutants in the air are like 100% bad because that they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Then, yeah, having a device like this is yeah. crucial and much, probably much more beneficial than like um, yeah. artificially filtering. 
the air. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Because I've like always wondered like what plants are better than others at like doing that kind uh-huh. of stuff. Because I always heard that like aloe plants are really good. Yeah. For that. I heard that too. But uh, yeah, I don't really know how plants work. I was lucky on the roots guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, and, like as an educated guess, it makes sense because you're right. That's where all the nutrients kind of like go up. It makes yeah. sense that that's where all the absorption happens altogether. Mm. Um. Which, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited that you figured that out. That was really good. Uh, but yeah, I, looking at more things, it's, it, it, basically most of the lists say that like, hey, um, having kind of greenery around just helps with your mood and, and like the elevation of that as well. So like, yeah. and a lot of them start getting like really random, which is why I didn't want to. I wanted to focus on the study because I thought that was really interesting. And yeah. having plants around is just good. And it's, it's now like solidly proven. A lot of the other topics in these lists were basically like, yeah, having plants around really spices up a boring old room. It'll look better if you have a plant there. Well, it's not wrong. It's not wrong, but it's like, yeah, having a splash of art will do that too. Yeah, it's true. So it's like... It, it, a plant it, is also like, it's a living thing. And like, if you keep a plant alive long enough, it's just like, you care about it. Yeah, it's and part it of shows the that you care. Well, yeah. But it was it was the way they were described. It was very like yeah. insincere. It was just like yeah, just put stuff around. Whereas I wanted I wanted the plant facts. I wanted to know why plants are plant cool. Plant facts. Here, hundred percent plant pla- facts. Plant verified plant facts. We got two plant facts for you. Plants are green sometimes. Sometimes they're not. And what do you do? That's two facts right there. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's that's about time we actually have we're not as like on time as we generally are um so yeah that 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 was our show really good on time well no no i I don't know sometimes i feel like well we have to still say thank you yeah oh yeah so thank you to um matt matthew campbell who um provides our lovely background music for our show um, and also this final song that we're going to play, um, which in, is called Spiral Arm. In association with uh, Jim Parrott, they have their band Luca slash uh, The Last Universal Common Ancestor. Please look them up. Just look up Last Universal Common Ancestor uh, Bandcamp. You will find them. And they are good. Yeah. And they are on Spotify. And they, they're good for your ear holes. Yeah. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank and you so much. This has been... We like, we like stuff, things, stuff, and, and, and so, so will you. So should you. <laughs> we're still learning. Anyway, no, we're not. That was purposeful, <laughs> and you know it. We hope you like that stuff that we had to share, and, um, and this one more thing that we are we sharing. Will share. Bye. Bye.